Send in the feds. Today, we'll discuss Trump's threat to do just that, plus an update on Biden's VP shortlist and Trump now calling masks patriotic. Hi, everyone. I'm Nia Malika Henderson, a senior political reporter here at CNN, and this is The Daily D.C. Trump has sent in the feds to Portland as activists have been protesting against police violence for almost 60 days straight. And sure, there have been some flare-ups, some clashes between protesters and police, but nothing like what we have seen since the federal agents were deployed there. Those agents have been firing tear gas, they've been pulling protesters into unmarked vans, and Trump now says that this might just be the beginning of what comes next. We're not gonna let New York and Chicago and Philadelphia, Detroit, Oakland is a mess. We're not gonna let this happen in our country. All run by liberal Democrats. More federal law enforcement that I can tell you. In Portland, they've done a fantastic job. They've been there three days. They grab them, a lot of people in jail. They're leaders. These are anarchists. These are not protesters. Now, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, sent a tweet that she will do everything in her power to stop the president and that she wouldn't, under any circumstances, allow troops in her city, as she has seen what has happened in Portland over the last couple of days. What we have there is no advance notice to the local authorities and having these armed camouflage individuals with no insignia on, no nameplates, Grabbing people off the street, that's unconstitutional. And I'll be darned if I'm going to let anybody, even if their name is Mr. President, bring those kind of troops to our city and try to take off our residents. That's not going to happen in Chicago. For Trump, this is clearly a play for November and specifically a play for white suburban voters and many of whom over the last decades fled cities because they were too black and too brown. And also, some of these cities grappled with high crime rates. Of course, over the last years, the overall crime rate has declined, though it's also true that in some of these cities, there has been an uptick in crime during this very unusual summer of COVID and high unemployment and protests against the police. Now, Trump wants to clearly create a suburbs versus city narrative for 2020. He thinks that helps him politically, and that kind of narrative narrative, suburbs versus city, is also a white versus black and brown narrative as well. Ultimately, this could very well end up being one of those instances of Trump making a threat and then backing down. We've seen that a whole bunch with this president time and time again, but we do know that it is part of his re-election plan to demonize cities and the people who live there in hopes of rallying his base and appealing to white suburban voters. Now, here's what else matters today. Are you committed to naming a black woman as your vice presidential running mate? I am not committed to naming any but the people I've named, and among them there are four black women. Four black women, that is historic. It's never happened that four black women are being vetted for the VP slot. And we can take a guess as to who those four black women might be. I'm sure that Kamala Harris is among them. I imagine that Secretary Susan Rice might be as well. Think about Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. She might be on that list. Val Demings, Karen Bass, maybe Stacey Abrams. We do know that we'll know soon enough, right? In about four weeks, when Vice President Biden accepts the nomination of his party to run against Donald Trump, we'll know who his vice presidential pick is, and we'll know if he's listened to Black women who have said, 
Black women have been so crucial to the fortunes of the Democratic Party over these last many years that it's now time for Black women to be represented in one of the highest offices of the land. So we'll stay tuned and find out what he does in Milwaukee. And finally, after being meh on masks, the president finally is sorta kinda embracing them. He tweeted that some thought wearing a mask was patriotic. He also tweeted a picture of himself wearing a mask in that tweet. And he's back at the podium briefing reporters and trying to turn his numbers around, his dismal, dismal numbers. But remember, it was in part those briefings that made his numbers take the dip. And and where they are now, it was comments about bleach and the virus magically disappearing that led to those dismal poll numbers. So it's hard to really see these press briefings changing those numbers around. That does it for today's edition of The Daily DC. We'll talk to y'all tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.